My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. When Jesus had finished all his words to the people, he entered Capernaum. A centurion there had a slave who was ill and about to die, and he was valuable to him. When he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and save the life of his slave. They approached Jesus and strongly urged him to come, saying, He deserves to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he built the synagogue for us. And Jesus went with them, but when he was only a short distance from the house, the centurion sent friends to tell him, Lord, do not trouble yourself. For I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Therefore I did not consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word and let my servant be healed. For I too am a person subject to authority, a soldiers subject to me. And I say to one go and he goes. And to another come here and he comes. And to my slave do this and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning, said to the crowd following him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. When the messengers returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. For us Catholics, these words are familiar as we pray them before we receive Jesus in the Eucharist at every Mass. But today's Gospel gives us a greater opportunity to reflect on them as we consider the source of that prayer. We have this non-Jewish person, this centurion, who, to put it lightly, has a, a complicated relationship with the Jewish people. He's working for those who had occupied the Jewish people in this region with soldiers enforcing authority that made the chosen people feel anything other than chosen. Yet he's a good man, as the elders of the Jews themselves attest to his virtue. In a lot of ways, I'd have to think that the centurion doesn't have a lot of friends in this world. Probably doesn't feel like a lot of people would want to come under his roof. For the Jews to think highly of him would probably have meant he meant, was far less effective than his fellow centurions so it's doubtful he's got a lot of centurion friends stopping by under his roof. And as high as the Jews thought of him, he was still a Gentile. So that was automatically seeing him as unclean, and so they would not associate with him. At that, he's part of this machine that's keeping them down. Yeah, it's not likely any of them stepped under his roof either. And now there's this servant, someone who probably didn't have a lot of friends or advocates in this world either. The reason he was a slave wasn't the unjust slavery experiences that we know from American history or what so many others sadly still suffer through through this very day. In biblical times, most servants and slaves were in that situation because they had maxed out all their alternatives and finding a way to work off whatever debt they had owed, whatever debt they had incurred at this point. Either his friends and relatives couldn't help him or didn't want to help him. So under this roof, you have these people who feel ostracized by the world, isolated from whatever communities they had come from, 
Yet the virtue of the centurion is seeing this servant as more than just property, more than someone working off a debt, but someone who had just dignity as a fellow human being, helped the individuals there come to friendship, come to care, come to support, come to even love for one another. We know that because instead of the centurion simply cutting his losses for this guy and seeing him as a, as a burden that he needs to get rid of or replace, he's looking for a way to help him, to save him. Which is what makes him such a, a model and worthy of reflection and, and invitation even. The centurion reaches out to Jesus, to the God he does not know or understand. The centurion's probably seen and heard enough that resonates with his own experience. He realizes that the world of Romans and Jews would not understand why he's caring about the slave who's sick and dying. But the centurion believes that God does. He doesn't even realize that the beauty of this faith that he has, it's been honed by this humility where he's not asking for something for himself. He's not even appealing to Jesus with any sense of entitlement like, you owe me one. See how nice I've been treating your fellow Jews compared to so many others? No, he sees Jesus as God and feels not just unworthy to even have him enter under his roof, even for him to address him. And it's that faith, it's that humility that makes under that roof precisely the place where Jesus feels the most welcome and the most at home. Even though Jesus didn't physically enter into that space, as that servant is miraculously restored, you have to imagine that the centurion and everyone in that house experienced the visitation of Jesus. God made it clear to them they were seen, they were heard, they were known, and they were loved. Jesus' mission was to change everything. First and foremost, off the hearts of all humanity, to recognize that no one is worthy of God's love. No one's entitled to his blessings and favor. That's what makes God God and humanity not God. We're creatures, we're created by him. Lord, I am not worthy. He knows that. Hopefully we do. But only say the word. May we have the centurion's faith and know the truth that Jesus has come to tell us to look into his eyes and see we are loved. Listen to his voice calling us to become God's beloved sons and daughters. Follow him and his example to live that identity now and always.